You're listening to a podcast from Victory. A wise builder hears and applies the word of God to his life so that he stands firmly through tough times. Learn more about this truth in week 16 of our series, Redefined. This is our 16th week on the series. We've learned about how the king fulfilled uh, the law for us, how um, the, the Old Testament has been uh, clarified in his person and, his, and what he's going to do on the cross for us. And the people who would follow Jesus and be part of his kingdom, you know, he gave instructions on how we should live with one another. And so Jesus was here and he was closing the sermon on the mount, the greatest sermon ever preached. Of course, it's because see Jesus And the word is found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 29. Listen to the word of the Lord. God says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Verse 26, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Last two verses, And when Jesus finished saying, uh, these things, these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as one of their scribes. You know, that's my prayer that as we've gathered here again, we will not just hear God's word, but we would uh, put it into practice. And again, at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, ito po yung ginawa ni Jesus, oh. so everybody was all ears. Um, they were uh, paying attention to all of his sayings and all of his teachings. And Jesus was painting a picture. This is what he's doing. He, he painted a picture of two kinds of people. And, um, you know, a picture of what his hearers' lives could be, having heard all that he had taught. It was a long sermon. It was a long message, the, the preaching on the Sermon on the Mount. But he was painting a picture na merong dalawa. Dalawang klase ng tao, okay, that you will end up, you could either become like a wise man or... A foolish man. Uh, again, I, I could just ima- imagine Jesus. Uh, he was drawing his listeners' attention. He was like, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. What you will do with what you have heard from me will greatly matter, not only in this lifetime, but for all eternity. So pay attention. And please hear what I'm about to, to say. And last week, we've learned about the narrow door and the wide gate. That Jesus was... Ending with a choice. That all of us has a choice. You know, uh, whether we would become like a wise builder or foolish builders. And again, we all have a choice. We, we can uh, either choose the narrow door, which is hard and difficult. Few people find it. It's hard. Kailangan isa-isan dumaan doon. Okay, parang sa buhay kristyano, hindi, hindi dito porque Christian yung parents mo, Christian ka na rin, no? Then you have to enter it on your own. You have to make a decision. It's personal and it's hard. The discipleship, the, the journey would be challenging. But again, the Bible tells us it leads to life. 
And then there's another choice that we could uh, choose to enter in the wide gate where everybody else is there. There's a lot of options and it's easy. But again, Jesus says it would lead to destruction. And so he, he was calling us to make a choice to choose the narrow door. And today we're going to talk about, you know, I believe some of you made that choice last week to, to enter to the narrow door, to uh, take Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. And I believe this is just uh, but fitting as a follow-through to that if you made that decision. And we're going to talk about the value of foundations. We're going to talk about uh, how foundations are built. And we're going to challenge the, the usual foundations that we as uh, you know, fallen people build our lives on. You know, as Jesus said uh, in the word that we've read, our lives are like houses. Okay, may mga nakatira dyan, meron niyang uh, valuable dyan. But we could either build our houses or our, our lives on a ground that is solid, Okay, that whatever comes its way, okay, it would stand. Or we could build it on uh, a ground where it's shaky. And when, when the testings of life, and ultimately when the test of uh, you know, God's judgment at the end of our, our lives, you know, it will not stand. And Jesus here, He was telling us, I want your life to stand. My heart is for you. Okay, not just for your eternal destination when you die, but my heart is for you, my sons and my daughters. I want you to stand strong in this life because there will be testings. There will be circumstances you wish you're never in. But God is encouraging us to build our lives on the right one, on the, on the solid ground. Now we go back to the text and, and let's see the first picture that Jesus uh, gives us. And it's a picture of the wise man who built his house on the rock. Verse 24 tells us, everyone. Everybody say, everyone. Okay, sa Tagalog, lahat. Okay, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. We could become like wise men whose lives are not shaky because our lives are built on the rock. And this is so important because some of us may think that we are exempted. You know, pastor, hindi naman kasi ako church person. You know, sometimes I go to church when, when I'm invited, but you know, I'm, I think the Word of God and the preachings that I hear from, from your church is not for me. But again, the lie is caught. It's being debunked by God's Word where He says, Everyone who comes to me, hears my words, and does them, they will enjoy the benefit of obeying me. And so everyone is very important here. E-V-E-R-Y-O-N-E. Everyone, you may be a student. Right now, you might be a single professional, you might be a parent like me, a young parent, you might be a single parent like some of us, or you may be a policeman, you may be a teacher, you may be a, a businessman, or maaring a Pilipino ka, 100%, or half Korean, or half uh, Chinese, or Japanese, or American. The Bible tells us that everyone who has come to Jesus to hear His word and do them, can enjoy the benefits of obedience, of being founded on the solid foundation. You know, God is not a respecter of your background or your bank account. Hindi yung siya yung, hindi, ito kasi background mo, ito yung apelyedo mo, ito yung kinalakihan mo. No, the Word of God is for everyone. That is why, you know, as much as possible, we build uh, our, our churches in a way that more and more people are, you know, 
able to hear God's word. And again, the report that uh, we shared earlier with the PNP, the policemen are hearing God's word. And that is a, a great thing. And maybe some of us here, again, we, we are thinking, hindi lang talaga sa akin yan eh, pastor. Okay siya minsan, but, but then again, it's for all of us. You know, during the PNP uh, form event that we had, uh, the training that we, we had, and um, during the, the commencement, the last day of the four-day, two-week thing that we had uh, with the policemen, um, someone who is actually the police director shared uh, his story to all of the policemen to encourage them because they've heard the gospel preach. They've heard uh, principles ng makadios, makabayan, makatao, you know, integrity, family and life. But ang galing lang ng testimony niya because he shared with them that it's good, we've heard it. Okay, for the past four days, it's good, we were exposed to it. But unless we apply it, it will never change our lives. And it will not change our society. And this guy, by, by the name of uh, this policeman, kita nyo naman, ano, grabe yung, just the scene of this. This uh, policeman, police director Romeo Porongganan, okay, the director of uh, controllership in the, the policeman, he was actually sharing his um, life journey. He is actually a Christian. And he ended with Romans 8.28, I believe, where he encouraged everyone to stay in the love of God. And yung testimony niya lang, kasi as a policeman, as a, as a young person starting out in, in, this, uh, in this work to serve our nation, um, nabubuli sila. Alam mo yun, yung parang pag ginagawa nila yung tama, kung totoo talaga na didikit sila dun sa mga uh, values ng integrity and you know loving your nation, your country, those things will be tested. And so they were tested, him and one of his friends. But they kept encouraging each other, you know, let's just be faithful. Oh, this, may be, this may be hard, but you know we are doing what we need to do. And we're doing it unto the Lord. And guess what? To cut the long story short, the nation, our Philippines, our, our nation had a new president. And his friend was promoted to become a general. And so this general promoted him also in this position of being the director in, in this area. Okay, and you know, God has placed us uh, a, a Christian, a believer. That's why we were able to do these kinds of partnerships with uh, more policemen. So maybe you're here and you're a policeman or a teacher. God has placed you there, okay? And God is encouraging you to keep on doing His will in that area, in that platform, so that when the time comes, when you're promoted, more and more people will be influenced for the good. And so it, this is not just for people who grew up in church. This is not just for people who are into religion, but this is for everyone who would humble themselves and come to Jesus and acknowledge the truth of His Word and apply it in their lives. The next picture that Jesus gives us is that of a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. Before we get there, I want to highlight this truth that foundations are built over time. We are not to hurry them. We are not to think that overnight it will, we were, we're going to be established in the right um, values in life. We have to keep on doing the right thing over and over again as, as uh, God tells us so that we would be firmly grounded on those uh, values. In Matthew, in the next picture, gives us Matthew chapter uh, 7, continuing, and everyone who hears these words of mine, okay, lumapit ka na nga, na kay Jesus ka, nandito ka ngayon, Pero hindi mo ginawa yung sinabi niya. Sabi niya, you will become like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. 
Alam niyo yung sand, uh, pag nilagyan mo siya ng flat structure, kung meron kang uh, bowl, ano, lagay ka ng buhangin doon. Okay? Kung magbabakasyon kayo this week, punta ka ng beach, kuha ka ng buhangin. Okay? So maglagay ka ng structure na flat. Shake mo siyang ganun. Shake mo lang na ishake. Na ano siya, nagsishift kasi yung sand. So the, the sand is not uh, something that's practical if you want to build something that would uh, be firm and solid because the sand, they shift. Okay, by the, the waves of the sea, by the, the, the storm and the rain, it would, it would shift. And it's not wise to build on something that will not last. You know, we are here right now and foundations are in life. Ano? These are the things where you put your hope into. Foundations in life are the things in our lives where we get that sense of identity and security. Foundations in life are the ones where we relate so personal that, you know, if it's affected, affected tayo. And Jesus was here and he was trying to challenge these foundations that we tend to build our lives on. Whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's your career or your achievements, these things will be tested. And, you know, the Bible tells us there's only one foundation that is strong, that is firm and secure. And that foundation is the love of God in Christ Jesus, the gospel. The love of Christ is uh, steadfast, it is uh, unshakable. And when we build our lives on it, our lives will never be shaken. It will go through storms, it will go through testings, but the Lord assures us it will stand the test of time, in the test of eternity as well. In James chapter um, 1, we are reminded that if we come to the Word, it's like coming to a mirror where we see ourselves in our current situation. Ano yung itsura natin? Okay, yung ano yung puso? Ano yung itsura, itsura ng puso natin? Not really the physical face, but what our heart looks like, that is revealed when we go to the Scripture, when we expose our lives with the Word. And James tells us that if we just come, hear His Word, and don't apply it, we're like a man who went to the mirror, or a woman, because yung mga woman, di ba, mas siling every time nasa mirror. You know, like a woman who would go to the mirror and check his, her appearance, and may nakita siyang mali, pero hindi niya kinorek. Okay? And the, the Bible tells us we are only deceiving ourselves if we just listen and do not obey, expose ourselves to the truth, and not walk accordingly. We're only deceiving ourselves. Sino ba dito sa inyo na naloko na kayo minsan? Okay, naloko na kahit sa, yun, parang daming mga singles dyan, ano, mga hugot, ano. Minsan na kayong umasa, nabigo, okay, ayan, matend ng church, ayan, nakilala si Lord, tuloy-tuloy ulit ang buhay. But, you know, some of you, na, hindi lang sa relationship, ano, but some of you, naloko na kayo through an online business. I, I have a friend, okay, akala niya legit, bibili siya ng iPhone 7, 30,000 lang daw, okay, binili niya, online transaction, Alam niyo nangyari, tinakbuhan siya, peke pala. So 30,000, I, I, I mourned with him na, bro, next time, ingat tayo. Okay, and I could really relate because there are lots of deceivers in the world who would deceive us, take advantage of us, you know, offense us, and we will suffer the consequences. And I, 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 can, I can still remember when I was a student, bumuli ako ng payong sa palengke and yung sukli ko, hindi ko alam peke, Nalaman ko na lang nung pabili na ako sa National Bookstore, I was buying my, my school supplies. And the, the cashier said, you know, sir, yung pera nyo, yung 500 bill nyo is fake. Ha? Huh? 
wala, kalahati ng baon ko yan this week. Okay, 1,000 yung allowance ko during that that time, a week. And sabi ko, oh man, I was forced to fast, okay, that week, okay, forced fasting. Wala, eh, ganun talaga, minsan, no? So I was suffering something that uh, um, an offense made to me. Okay, now, here's the picture, hindi ko makakalimutan talaga, no? Sa pinatinry ko, papalit sa bangko, eh. Sinulatan lang, oh, fake, sir, fake nga, eh, okay. Uwi mo na yan sa souvenir. So, pinicturean ko na lang. Tapos, I made a vlog, a vlog about that. But anyway, the thing is, the Bible is telling us, okay, when we hear the word, when we don't apply it, we're actually doing ourselves an offense. Tayo yung umu-offense sa sarili natin. Tayo yung nanluloko sa sarili natin. So, let us not just hear the word, expose ourselves to the truth, but let us ask God, God, give me the grace to obey. Because among you could relate with me. That's that not only sometimes, but minsan, di ba, kadalasan, eh, parang hirap sumunod sa Panginoon. Among you here can relate with me. Sometimes it's hard to obey what the Lord is telling us. It's challenging. So, you know, minsan nga, parang, Lord, totoo ba to? Sinabi mo ba to? Impossible. Kaya ko ba itong gawin? But then again, if we do it on our own strength, it's really impossible. But when we go back, to who our King is and how loving He is, we find that He is empowering a new kind of obedience, a new kind of heart from us that we could trust Him, we could surrender to Him, and we could follow His instruction. And so, don't just listen to God's Word. We must do what it says. Otherwise, we're just fooling ourselves. Because it's one thing to come to Jesus and merely hear His words, it's another thing to come to Him, resolve to obey whatever He is saying. And so my prayer is, you know, I believe nilang kayo pumupunta dito every Sunday, but you know, most of us here are coming to Jesus every day through our Bible reading and our devotion. And I pray, di ba, that that tendency na sometimes we become so mechanical reading our Bible every day, but sometimes, di ba, we come to Him, we're not ready, we're not resolved to do whatever He's telling us. And so, I pray that all of us, as we go to Jesus, as we open the Word, you know, we would pray and ask Him for the grace, Lord, as I open my Bible, as I open my journal and take note of the things and the insights you're going to tell me, Lord, give me the grace. Holy Spirit, come, give me the grace to obey. And only when we are resolved, to do whatever Jesus is telling us, we would be able to obey Him and benefit the ble- uh, enjoy the benefits of uh, obedience. So be doers of the word, not hearers only. I also uh, have this picture, okay, of uh, a nice house, okay, modern in design, again, and it's built on a rock. So it gives us an insight, no, kahit gano, ka ganda yung itsura natin on the outside, kahit gano ka-modern tayo, okay, manamit or magsalita, if our foundation is not built on the solid rock of the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work, sayang, okay? Masisira lang kagaya nung isang uh, picture na nandoon. And um, most of you may, might know, okay, that I grew up in a Christian family. I, I am a pastor's kid. And I, I was exposed to the word. Okay, ang ibang tao, ang tawag nila sa mga sa amin, mga batang templo. Okay, kasi laki nga sa church eh. So I'm familiar with kids' church, I'm familiar with the Bible, and you know, the Christian lingo and all. But when, when my victory group leader started doing one-to-one with me, 
Okay, if you have never heard of one-to-one, if you want to know more about it later, ask us and we'll help you get into one. But when I was going through one-to-one, uh, my victory group leader struck me with this verse that really became so personal that I had to pray on my own and really see if my life is really built on the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because this word, okay, so striking, so personal, tells me, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you do not do as I say. Whenever the Bible uh, repeats a name or the Lord, Lord, it connotes uh, intimacy, personal relationship, and closeness. So in effect, Jesus was saying, Bakit ka feeling close? Di mo, sinasab- di mo ginagawa yung sinasabi ko eh. Diba? So if we would claim a closeness, a personal relationship with, with Jesus, we must get into that habit, of, of, of that lifestyle of really obeying Him and trusting Him and following Him. And so I was, I was struck during that time because during that time I was doing things I, I know I should not be doing. I was good on the outside. They, people knew me as a pastor's kid. People knew me as the guy who know, uh, holds the guitar. But I was doing things in secret. But when I encountered that, actually I was in a relationship also that I know was not right because it was not in the right time. And I, I had never prayed for it as well. And so this verse made me act on it and say, Lord, I surrender this relationship to you. I know I never prayed about this. I know it's not yet time because I'm a student. And Lord, these sins, Lord, itong mga secret sins, Lord, grab it. Lord, I, I just surrender them. I want you to be my foundation. I want my life to be built on you. And so I was able to do that because of an understanding of the grace of God. Because, you know, Lordship is a testimony. It's a, it's a picture of a person who has genuinely encountered the saving grace of the Lord. Okay, Lordship is a response. It's not something that we, gagawin ko to, sige. No, but it's, it's a response. It's resting on the finished work of Christ that is empowering you to do what God is telling you to do. And, you know, maybe you're here, you've received Jesus as, as, your, as your Savior. You gotta know that He is actually Lord. That He demands obedience and He's not just a ticket to heaven. He's so loving that he, he doesn't just want to save you, He wants to change you. And He wants your life to be built right. Foundation in Christ is built as we continue to obey Him in His Word. In fact, Jesus uh, tells uh, us who are following Him, if you are here, you're a new believer, I believe this is the Word of the Lord for you, just to encourage you. Okay, of the reality of journeying in the Christian life. This is what Jesus says in John 16. He said that in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have storms of life. You will have testings. You will be in circumstances you never wish you were. Okay, There will be shakings upon shakings, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Because when you trust Jesus, you become one with Him. And imagine that unity that you have with Christ. Christ overcame the world. And the Christ who is in you will empower you to obey, and not just to be a conqueror in this life, but to be more than an overcomer. That is our destiny. We are to overcome the world. We are to stand strong in spite of the world's changing waves and values and the challenges. You know, God wants us to be firm and solidly founded. And so this is how we build foundations, a lifestyle of obedience. You know, what I love about 
um, mostly in this text, is that it didn't just end by giving us a picture of how we would look like, you know, like a wise man or like a foolish man. Because this passage that we've read ended with an insight into the authority that Jesus has. In the last two verses, it says there, people were amazed. Okay, because kakaiba to si Jesus, no? And so when he finished teaching, everybody applauded because he was teaching them as one who had authority, a different kind of authority, and not as one of their scribes. You know, their scribes, this has authority, but these are human authority. In effect, Jesus saying, Ibahin mo si Lord, ibahin mo ako. Jesus has the authority, not only in our business life, not only in our Christian life, but in every area of our lives, because He is Lord of all. And Jesus is most powerful. He is, he is uh, the one who, who's uh, all-powerful. He has the truth for salvation. And this is good news because whenever Jesus commands us to do something, He gives us the grace and the power to do it. He will never command us something that we cannot do. Because in Him, we are made new. And so when He commands us something in Scripture, take heart. Okay, the Holy Spirit, He has sent it to you so that you will not walk alone, but you will know that the presence of the Lord will empower you to obey with what He's telling you to do. The scribes had none with this kind of authority. They're powerless, they're weak as the sand. Their religion is an illusion for salvation. It cannot save. Our good works are nothing. We cannot build our lives on our good works on what we do for God. Even, I need, as a pastor, I need to remind myself that my foundation is not what I do for God. Not my ministry. If you're a victory group leader, it's not your volunteer ministry. That is your foundation because it will be tested and you will not stand if that is your ultimate foundation. No, the, the one who had authority is commanding us to follow Him. And I, I love how Jesus ended this Sermon on the Mount because, you know, the Sermon on the Mount is... The fulfillment of the Ten Commandments in the New Testament. And what, what he was doing throughout the, the sermon was that he was redefining it. He was making it clear that it's not about you and what you do for God. It's about Him and what He has done for us on the cross. It's never about our obedience because we can never f- fully obey. But it's about His obedience that empowers us to obey by His grace. And that this life is not about the little kingdoms that we are doing, you know, our our little empires that we build our lives on, but it's about His kingdom that He wants us to be a part of. He wants us to advance His kingdom with Him through our business, through our relationships. All of these are related in the advancement of His kingdom. And this is the summary of how contrasting the law is, Ten Commandments, uh, compared to the the Sermon on the Mount. I'll, I'll be telling that, but in a nutshell, I believe this is what Jesus telling His hearers. This is what He's telling us as, as right now are, are the hearers of the Word. We are to follow Him. Simple, no? We are to follow Him. Bababa na tayo sa mountain. You've heard everything that I told you. Follow me. And then again, I want to remind all of us that when Jesus commands us to follow Him, He doesn't command us powerless. He gives along with that command to follow Him the grace to trust Him, to depend on Him, and to really follow Him from the heart. Because following Jesus means we need to keep coming to Him. 
we need to keep listening to His Word and we need to keep obeying Him with all the teachings that we are learning as we follow Him. Luke 6.47 tells us, Everyone who comes to Him, hears His words, and does them. I will show you what He is like. Again, He, he, he showed us a life of a wise man and a foolish man. And as we follow Him, we are to keep coming to, listening to, and obeying Him. Because faith comes from the Word. Faith comes from hearing. And hearing is her, uh, hearing the Word through the Word of Christ. Okay? So Romans tells us that we are to value this. We have to fight for our time with the Word. Because through the Word, we get a revelation of how great the Father's love is towards us. This is not just a textbook. This is not just uh, something full of do's and don'ts. This is actually a story of His love for you and I. That through the story, we, we, we gain an insight about who this God is, that He's so personal, He loves us, and He wants to empower us with that kind of obedience. You know, this is the summary of the contrast between the law and the gospel. I want to quote uh, this author. He, he said that, you know, the law commands us to run and to work, but it gives us neither feet nor hands. But far greater news, the gospel brings, it bids us to fly, and yet it gives us the wings. Can you see the contrast? The law is telling us to walk, but we are lame, we're dead in our sins, we cannot fully do it. And yet Jesus is here, He's commanding us to do something that's far more impossible than just walking. As dead as we are, He's telling us to fly. And yet the gospel gives us the ability to soar with Christ, to soar in obedience, to soar in this life above the storm and above the testings of life. He gives us the, the grace to obey, to live in that kind of obedience. I want to close with, with what has been called by myself, the parable of the three students. And I believe even if you're not a student, you're no longer a teenager, this would apply to us even if you're a, a parent or whatever status you have right now. There were three students. The first is named Kara. And Kara, he, she built uh, her life on a relationship. She had, she had a boyfriend and every day, the clothes that she would wear, the words that she would... That she would um, tell, okay, and the reactions that she would do is based upon his boyfriend. Okay, and at night in his bedroom, you know, he, she would uh, sleep beside the picture of her boyfriend and she would talk with his boyfriend. The next person is named Mark. You know, Mark is uh, an athlete and he has built his life on his career, on his uh, goals. And whenever he speaks with people, whenever he interacts with people, he talks about his latest moves and his shots and the achievements that he has gained through time. And whenever he goes home in his bed, you know, he would sleep beside his trophies and his medals. And he would sleep thinking, oh, how could I gain more of these? The third person is named Christian. And Christian, by God's grace, he learned to build his life on Christ. Every day, his interaction with his parents with his interactions with his siblings and with the people around him, comes from that uh, relationship that he's building on to his foundation, his relationship with Jesus. You know, every night when he goes to bed in his, uh, in his room, he would 
take up his Bible and he would pray, Lord, by your grace, as I read the word, as I reflect on it, Lord, I pray that you would continue to be the foundation of my life. And he would pray that. You know, one, hap- one, thing, uh, one day, one, uh, one important thing happened and they all faced a storm. Kara, when she went to school, she saw her boyfriend having another girl. And the guy said, oh, you know, it's, not, it's not you, it's me. Okay, it, it, we can just move on. We can just look for another. And she was broken. The guy asked out of the relationship. She, he broke up with her and she was devastated. Kara went home in her bedroom crying and thinking, I've built my life on straw. The next person, okay, Mark, while he was playing, you know, with a special move that he did, suddenly he heard a crack on his knees. And that, that crack was so important because it, he, found, he found out that it was already a career ender for him. He cannot play anymore as an athlete. And, you know, he went home so sad, he has, has no peace, and he looked at his bed and he, he realized he's built his life on sticks. Christian went home from uh, his work. He was a student worker and he was surprised to see his parents so serious. He sat him down and told him, Christian, it's just so hard. We, we can't see our marriage continuing. We're, we're getting a divorce right now and we're going to separate ways. It's just not working anymore. You know what? Christian was devastated. He asked God, Lord, what is happening, Lord? What, what, what is this? Lord, you're teaching me here. Why, why, why are you doing this to me, Lord? And he had those prayers and he went home to his uh, bedroom. He went there and he realized that he built his life on brick. And that brick was built on the solid foundation. He knew Jesus will see him through. And he stood his ground and prayed. Which of you are in that story. Who among you in that story? I pray that all of us would find ourselves like Christian who by God's grace would build our lives in this relationship with Christ who is our solid rock because all the other options, all the other ground are nothing but sinking sand. It will not make us stand the storms of life. And my prayer is that this would be a lifestyle, you know, building our foundations in the Lord because of His great love that empowers us to obey. Let's all bow our heads and pray. God, we thank you for reminding us not just to choose to become wise, Lord, to build our lives on who you are and what you've done for us, but Lord, for reminding us of your great love, Lord, that you showed all of us on that cross, God. You look down on that cross to each and every one of us, And on that cross, Lord, you have affirmed us, Lord. You have secured us. You have validated our worth. And you have assured us of your love. And Lord, we thank you that we can build our lives on this love that we have in Christ. We could obey you not because of will or human effort, but Lord, it is you who gives us the grace to obey. It is you who gives us the power to soar with the Spirit, God. Your Holy Spirit is there to change us continually and to cause us to obey. Lord, empower your people, God. Lord, can I just pray right now? There are people right now I want to pray for with all heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you are here and you're currently going through a shaking. 
maybe a relationship or in your work where maybe a loved one or someone is going through a, a tough time and I just want to pray for you. God, I thank you for these people, God. We're going through the tests and trials, yet they are found in you. God, strengthen their foundation during these times, Lord. Cause them to be even more aware of your presence, to hold on to the empowering uh, grace that we have in the Spirit. Lord, thank you, Lord. You will sustain them until you see them through. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.